Alright, welcome back everybody. Um, sorry for the minute delay, I just didn't think it was recording. Today we're going to talk about profits and the prophethood. Um, what exactly does the prophets, um, what did they stand for, what happened to them, um, how come we don't see them anymore, um, are there still prophets in this world, um, there's many different beliefs, there's many different conceptions of this. Um, Mormons believe Joseph Smith was one of the prophets that, you know, gave the, um, the Book of Mormon to everybody. They have, uh, the many prophets in the Bible. Um, the Muslims believe the prophet Muhammad was the final prophet that sealed the prophethood. Um, after it was sealed, there would be no more prophets to come. And then we have, um... Jesus, which they also consider, uh, the Muslims also considered a prophet, and a lot of Christians will believe that Jesus was the final prophet, uh, or not the prophet, but the final messenger. Um, and there's going to be some things I'm going to bring in um, that is not exactly related in the Bible, but it is um, what some of the churches believed happened to some of the prophets. Now, that being said, there's been a lot of prophets in the Bible, and it's going to take me a while to go through every single one, so I'm going to summarize some of their lives. Um, so we'll start off with one of my favorites, Isaiah. Now, Isaiah has been attributed to... Um, talking about Lucifer at some point. Um, in some cases, uh, people believe he's talking about Lucifer, the angel that fell from heaven itself. In other relations, is he's relating the king of Babylon to Lucifer as how he fell. Um, so, Isaiah was also the one that brought the Emmanuel prophecy, the God is with us prophecy. And... That is the prophecy that was uh, foretold to be the prophecy of Yeshua, or Jesus. Um, now, the lives of the prophets has been a very big tradition through all of Judaism. And uh, as it continues to go through, a lot of people look at... Um, a lot of the prophets and stuff, you know, as in the Old Testament, some Christians don't actually regard the Old Testament. Um, we have some of the, like, major prophets, Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, some of the minor prophets, like Ho uh, Jose, um, uh, Micah, Amos, Joel, Obadiah, Jonah, you know, so on and so on. So, let's get into place. Let's talk about this. Um, when Isaiah was following his traditions um, and going through his, um, you know, the ascension of where he was explaining his uh, prophetic visions and everything, it is said, or believed, it's not exactly uh, foretold, but um, it has been said that 
he was cut in half. Like, he was literally sawn in half by, um, the, by an evil king, um, that was, uh, at the time, uh, ruling over Judah. Um, I believe his name was, uh, Manasseh, or something like that. And he was the king of Judah, and the only sonning success, successor of Hez, um, Hezekiah. So, apparently what happened was, according to um, what some churches believed, is that Isaiah angered him in some prophetic way, and um, Sodom in half. And, uh, you know, you can imagine the pain that he went through. Um, Jeremiah has uh, been another prophet that has escaped death many times. Jeremiah was actually one of the ones that told us about the, the Christmas trees and stuff. Instead of saying Christmas trees, he was identifying, you know, do not fasten trees in a way that they will stand. So do not cut them down and then fasten them so they stand up. Do not decorate them in silver and gold. Um, it is believed that he was later stoned to death. Um, at Taphani or Taphani in uh, Egypt, and he was buried in honor near the Pharaoh's place because his prayers has delivered the Egyptians from poisonous snakes and other plagues. Um, they believed, uh, and this is uh, again. I don't know how 100% true this is, but it's believed that his relics were reportedly moved to Alexandria in place of, um, in a place of a circle around the city. Um, Christians, um, believe that Jeremiah prophesied to the Egyptians concerning a savior who would be born a virgin in a manger. Um... The prophet is also greatly praised in traditionally Jewish terms, as said to dwell in the next world with Moses. And in that next world with Moses, we actually see Moses come back in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew of the Mountain of Transfiguration, where Jesus transfigures himself into what he really looked like, his spiritual self. And in that moment, Elijah and um, uh, Moses appeared next to him, and they were all three talking like they were best friends. Um, and then, you know, the disciples wanted to make, like, an altar for all three of them because they are like, oh, my God, it's like our three greatest heroes in the world. You know, this is amazing. You know, the prophets were essentially the original martyrs for their faith. They died for God. Now, we attribute to Stephen and Justin Martyr um, in the, the Bible and in the first century, first, second century, Justin Martyr, who, uh, Justin Martyr was one of the foundations of the apologetics um, as, like, the original martyrs. But if you think about it, it was the prophets that have died and proved themselves 
Ezekiel um, was a great prophet, um, said to have died in Babylonia, the leader of the Israelite exiles. He was killed um, after being reproved for worshiping idols. Ezekiel was buried in the grave of Shem. Shem, if you remember correctly, was one, is one of the original patriarchs. He was um, the son of Noah. So, so Noah had three sons, the Ham, Shem, and Jepheth. And as you can recall, in a previous blog post that I have had in a previous episode, I explain what those three sons did. So when the flood of Noah came, Jepheth went up into the north, Shem uh, stayed in the middle kind of area, and Ham went over to where Africa is. And Africa was... And the African area was cursed, apparently, because of what Noah said to Ham, because he saw him naked, and instead of just, you know, covering him up and trying to help him, he went to his brothers and was like, dude, let's look at our, you know, let's look at our father, he's drunk and he's, you know, naked. So, Sham and uh, Jepheth, uh, they walked backwards and they, you know, covered him. And they said that Ham will be cursed and will be um, servant to uh, will be a servant to um, Shem and you know Jepheth and Jepheth will be a great nation be a great nation and also be like subservient to um, Shem. Now, if you think about that in modern day, um, the modern day world. Shem became the Israelites. Israelites were the, you know, the chosen covenant people. Um, Ham originally owned uh, Canaan, the little area of where Moses, when he was in Egypt, took all the um, Hebrews and went up. And he was preparing them all, originally through the full Torah, to battle to get that canon area attached to Israel and when he did do that he Moses died before he could finish that war and Joshua the person that was being kind of formulated and trained with Moses ended up conquering that so he was buried um, in the in the grave of Shem. So the Shem, um, when he was buried in the grave of Shem, he was buried with one of the very first Israelites, the tomb of the patriarchs in Hebron. Um, Daniel is one of the most, I don't want to say crazy, but his has the most outworldly prophet prophecies. Because his was the one who brought into the kingdom of God. His prophecies are the ones that showed the Son of Man. His prophecies is the one that showed the Ancient of Days. And how the kingdom of heaven would be inherited to the Son of Man. Which was the basically the foundation, or laid upon a foundation of what Jesus spoke of. That my world, um, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is beyond this world. Um, Daniel was apparently unmarried and a chaste man. The Jews believe that 
um, the Jews believed of his day, um, he was an Inuk, basically a castrated man. Basically, he lost his, you know, manhood. <clears throat> Various legends of the book of Daniel are repeated and expanded upon. But Daniel is reported to have died of natural causes and was buried with honor in the royal tombs of Babylon. <clears throat> and this is a very key feature. I want you to notice that there was... We had Hebron, we had um, Babylon, we had uh, Alexandria, we had Egypt. Um, a lot of people believe that the Bible was completely based and solely based on Israel. Just Israel alone, and it's not. It's been based in Syria. It's been based in or Assyria at the time. Um, it's been based in parts of Egypt. It's been based in the large construct of Mesopotamia. The difference between it, and this is the major thing people need to understand, is that Mesopotamia had its own legends and its own gods. So why was the Hebrew god different than the gods of the Mesopotamians? The Mesopotamians believed in Enki and Enlil and all these other people versus the, um, you know, the Hebrews and, you know, the Jewish people. They believed in a monotheistic God that didn't have any of these other beings. But were all these people, were they portrayed as gods because they came from heaven in some way? That is what... I believe personally has been brought upon in Genesis 6. Now the argument aside from that is some believe that the sons of God was actually the sons of Seth. But then there's others that believe that the sons of God are the angels that fell from heaven which is attributed to the book of Enoch which came from the um, around 100, uh, 300 to 100 BC which is way later than when Enoch was, you know, able to write his, you know, manuscripts and his prophecies and stuff. Because Enoch would technically have an older script than Noah and Job. Because Job was actually around the same time as, written around the same time as when Moses wrote his. Which gives you another contemplate another thing to contemplate is that God could speak to Moses and Job simultaneously. They might not have been identically um, accurate, but that shows God's omnipresence. He's everywhere. So he could say, Job on this side, and then um, Moses on this side. And they could start writing, and they could start telling their stories. Um... Amos uh, was a northern prophet that was tortured severely by uh, Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, against whom Amos had prophesied. He was mortally wounded with a club by Azamiah's son. Amos was able to make his way back to his own district in Tekoa, where he died, where he soon died and was buried.
Um, Obadiah um, was said to be the same uh, Obadiah who is the steward of King Ahab's place. He is identified as a disciple of Elijah um, from the near uh, Shechem or Shechem or what? I can't pronounce that word. I'm sorry, but who later left the, um, the evil king's service, became a prophet, and wrote the book of Obadiah. Um, the Shechem, the one that I'm having trouble pronouncing, um, uh, it's also called like uh, Sikkim, I believe. It, it's supposed to, in Hebrew, it's supposed to mean shoulder, and it was an Israelite city um, in the tribal area of uh, Ephraim, the capital of the kingdom of Israel, that later became an important area for the Samaritans. Um, Nahum or Nahim um, was based on the book of Nahim's prophecies concerning Nineveh. And Nineveh, if you remember, was um, where God. Um, hold on one sec. My mouth was dry. Nineveh was um, described as in Jonah's book where God was like. Jonah, go to Nineveh, tell them to repent. I don't care if they don't believe in me, they need to repent because they're being bad people. And Jonah was like, no, I want them destroyed. So God basically had him eaten by a whale. Um, then Jonah was like, okay, I thought about what I did, I realized I was wrong, I will do what you say. Um, so, anyway, um... Nahum, uh, Nahum is described as Jonah's successor as God's prophet of doom to that city. Uh, Nahum predicted that the city would be destroyed by fresh water and an underground fire. Unlike the, in, unlike the embarrassed Jonah, Nahum spoke truly as the author reports that the lake surrounded Nineveh. Um, basically, uh, had an earthquake and a forest fire that spread to the upper city. Um, but Nahim actually died in peace. Um, so sorry for the dead air I'm just trying to wake up here a little bit um, if we look through all of these such as like we look at Elijah and stuff um, Elijah is actually a very interesting thing because he was actually not even he never died he was actually taken from a chair a chariot of fire came over and then whipped him up in a whirlwind and shot him off. You know, basically he went before his time. And a big uh, conception of that is 
that God will choose prophets to carry out their will. But if they don't carry out their full will, then they eventually will pass away. Um, not to say that they won't go to heaven or not, but when they go to carry out God's will, um, if they complete everything that God has in store for them, apparently, God will just take them up before they die. Um, during that time, uh, Elijah and Elisha were actually, I believe they were together at that point in the book, and, um, when the chariot of fire came, it came to separate them, and then he took to Elijah, and then they left. Um, Elisha was actually buried in nor the northern capital of Samaria. Um... So we look through all this stuff, um, you know, some people believe that Jeremiah was stoned to death, uh, in Egypt by the Jewish people, um, there was, uh, there's a lot of things that attribute to a lot of Old Testament suffering, and even before even beyond the prophets, there's a lot of different things. Like, if we even think about, like, the prophet Muhammad, for example, which is not in our Christian um, belief system, Muhammad apparently was stoned and ridiculed and tortured, and apparently he had a very hard life because he lived in a world full of idols. And according to the Muslims and the Quran, is that his belief system was so different that they would actually make fun of him for it. Because he didn't believe in worshipping idols and stuff. It actually states that in the Quran that they were evil people back then. Until the prophet um, uh, Muhammad came. Now I'm not saying Muhammad is any part of Christian lore or Christian literature. I'm saying that Prophets in general didn't always have the easiest life. If you think about um, Moses, he traveled the desert 40 days and 40 nights fasting. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can hardly go two days without eating. Um, in fact, uh, recently I started doing like the Day of Atonement and stuff and the fasting during those, and it can get very, very difficult. Um, so there's a lot of discipline that goes in with the way, uh, the Jewish people live their life and the way that the, uh, Muslims live their life and Christians, the way that the majority of Christians live their life, they don't have as much discipline when it comes down to the traditions that the Jewish people, um, were stuck to. The non-Jewish people being Christians they are saved by grace, by what most people stand by, which means that they, the things that they do don't attribute to what the Jewish culture has. They have a separate way of worshiping. So, in that matter, um, like, for example, Christians can eat pork. It says actually in the Bible, I believe in the book of Matthew, that um, Jesus 
purified all the foods, you know, uh, because the Jewish people don't believe in the gospel, they don't eat pork. The, um, the Muslims believe parts of the gospel, but they still don't believe you should eat pork. So, there's different, um, balances and different, you know, takes. The difference between it is the Muslims believe the prophethood ended, um, the Christians believe that it should have just basically uh, stopped with Jesus and Paul, and Paul was like the final key piece and the final prophet, I want to call him a prophet because he had visions, was John of Patmos because he foresaw the end of the world, or I should say the unveiling of the world. So, going from all the stuff, the prophets, I want you guys to understand that the book that we have, the Word of God, was not just a simple thing that was just brought upon everybody. People died for this. People have suffered for this. People have been tortured and ridiculed and beat up. And then you just go into the Gospel and you read everything that happened to Jesus. He was being tortured, he was being mocked, he was being ridiculed, um, he was nailed to a, cr a crucifix or a cross, he uh, was stabbed with a spear, according to the Catholic faith, he, um, you know, he was tempted by Satan three times, he knew that his best friends and disciples would some of them would betray him, some of them would deny him. So at the end of the day, everything that's going to be coming into play is don't ever, ever feel like that, you know, our life has been so much harder than other people's. Because a lot of people say, I wish we could go back in time during those times. Those times, those people had it a lot harder than us. And there's a lot of times where I wish I could go back in that time. But you would have to have a lot of discipline, a lot of resolve, and a lot of strength to struggle through that. And if the world keeps going the way it's going to go, Christians, possibly Jewish and Muslim people alike, are all going to be suffering a lot of trials and tribulation, tribulations to come. And if we don't stand together then we possibly will have a lot of people that will not make it a lot of people that will give in to worldly ways a lot of people that will suffer so at this point I'm gonna call this one off uh, call this an end to this episode I can't believe we're already in our what are we in our seventh season now? Um, 
yeah, season seven on episode two. I mean, that's a lot, you know. I we've come a long way, and I thank every one of you that has come with me. Um, you can feel free to email me any questions or concerns or anything that you just want to ask about or you know challenge on what I've said at ministermartyr at gmail.com. I like to learn as much as anyone. I'm still learning on my walk as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at ministermartyr. And um, if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's the Sinner's Prayer. And you just click on that. Um, I should have a link in the description. If it doesn't work, just go into episodes. You'll find it in like one of the first or second links uh, pages. And you recite it. And uh, if you have a church that you can go to, feel free to get baptized. Aside from that, God bless you all and have a great rest of your weekend.